Hi guys, welcome to the Mission Empowered podcast with me, your host, Emily. The purpose of this podcast is to help you live a more empowered life through sharing my tips, my guidance, and my experiences on health, fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and hopefully we'll have some laughs along the way too. Any questions that you have about anything I talk about in the upcoming episodes, you can reach me over on Instagram at underscore em.powered. Thank you so much for giving me your time to listen today. I am super grateful and so glad you are here. And I hope you enjoy the upcoming episode. Welcome back to the Mission Empowered podcast, guys. I am your host, Emily, and I hope you are excited for this episode. So I am here to make this episode short, sharp, and straight to the point, okay? If you are a avid Mission Empowered podcast follower, welcome back. Um, but I've got a feeling this this episode is probably going to get new new people in, new listeners in, because it is going to be straight to the point. So what I am going to say, just to start, welcome to anyone who's never listened to me before. Hey, how are you doing? Is that the whole purpose of my podcast is to delve into these points I'm about to go into with a little bit more deal, with a little with a little bit more detail, with a little bit more understanding. But for the purpose of this episode, we're just going to run through the 10 basic principles of fat loss. Like, what do you need to be doing? Just tell me straight up because... The motivation of this podcast comes from me looking at Instagram thinking, oh my God, this is a minefield. No wonder people are struggling. No wonder people are getting shiny object syndrome every single week or every two weeks. This isn't working. Move on. This isn't working. I've seen this. It's freaking overwhelming. So this episode is going to hopefully remove that overwhelm. I'm going to go through each point, back it up with a little bit of a why and then move on so we can just get you going on the basics straight away as fast as possible. Okay, so here we go. Number one, the be all and end all. It's a calorie deficit when it comes to fat loss. There is, you know, I'm going to go through points two two to 10 after this one, but unless we are doing this, we're never going to see these results, okay? So when we talk about a calorie deficit, when you ever hear this, All this means, guys, is that you are expending more calories than you are consuming, okay? That you are burning off more calories than you are putting in your mouth. That is the bottom line. That is how fat loss works. That is what we call energy balance, okay? So if we are overweight and we are carrying more fat than we like at the moment, that means that we have been consuming more calories than we have been expending. So we need to reverse that for the opposite thing to happen. Okay, if we've been putting on weight and we want to lose weight, we've now got to flip that energy balance on its head and we need to consume less calories than we are burning off. Like that is the be all and end all when it comes to fat loss. But there are things that affect our ability to do this. There are things that we need to be aware of to make this easier to do. Okay, so when we talk about calorie deficits, it's not you know, trying to squeeze in as much junk foods as possible into them uh, calorie deficit that that we've got, okay? It's about making the most of them calories so we feel that we have energy, we feel full up, we feel satisfied with our meals. All of that can contribute to, to making our calories deficit more sustainable. So when we talk about calorie deficit, it is person dependent. There isn't one calorie deficit that suits all, okay? So my First advice is 
you, you know, just go onto Google, put in calorie calculator. There are absolutely thousands, if not bloody millions of calorie calculators out there. Um, a good one that I probably can recommend is the Precision Nutrition one. And these are the guys, the certification guys that I did my nutrition qualification with. But I know that you can find that out on their website for free. But again, there are way, there are loads more out there that you can find. So once you have your calorie deficit, it isn't just a magic number. They are going to ask you what your height is, what your weight is, how much do you move in a day? All of these things really are specific to your calorie deficit, okay? Now, if you just do a really, really simple calculation, what you can then do is judge that. So if you if you get given a calorie deficit, and this is why fat loss can be a little bit trial and error, and you get a number and you stick to that number religiously for two, three weeks, and you're not losing one to two pounds a week, which is FYI, a really good number to be losing. If you're not losing that, you can then be like, right, okay, well, maybe this calorie deficit isn't right for me. Maybe I need to drop it down a little bit. Or on the flip side, if you can't stick to them calories because you're hungry, because you're tired, you've maybe put yourself into a too too big of a deficit and you maybe need to eat a little bit more. Okay. So just be aware it is trial and error. This is where the power of having a coach comes in. And this is why, you know, I have a job. Well, it's not just why I have a job, but why, you know, I'm good at my job and why I have to learn and be educated for my job because there are things that will affect your your specific calorie deficit for you. But that's enough on that. So number one, we have to be in a calorie deficit for fat loss. That is the biggest principle, okay? Go and get yourself a calorie calculator online, work out your number, stick to it for two to three weeks. If you are starving, some of the other points will help, but if you, that we're going to go into, but if you are starving after two, three weeks and you can't keep it, um, stick to your calories, I would suggest just bringing the calories up a little bit. Um, and you, you know, I think, I think just, just to finish on this point, because prior, if I ever used to do my calories or, you know, anything online, there used to be an option. It would be like, what? what results do you want? Do you want steady results? Do you want drastic results? I mean, who do you want slow results? Who picks slow results? Like, do you know what I mean? If you're not understanding how the body works, everyone picks bloody drastic results, don't they? So, but just remember, drastic results come with drastic action that a lot of us, myself included, it's just not a good, it's not what I would recommend. So always go for the steady option if that is still an option on there. Okay, so number one, being a calorie deficit. Number two, which totally relates into number one, is eat your protein and your vegetables, okay? This is a really good point and a really basic point when it comes to fat loss because number one, protein is going to fill you up, okay? It is the most satiating macronutrient. When we talk about macronutrients, these are simply your foods that are proteins, carbs, and fats, okay? And out of them three, protein is the one that's going to fill you up the longest. It's also going to promote that. Uh, it's also our building block, guys, for our, our our muscle building. Oh my God, what am I trying to say? It is also, <laughs> I'm having a terrible time speaking this week. It is also uh, really important for our repair and rebuild um, in our tissues in our body, okay? So if we are working out, Again, protein, we want to get that in because what that's going to do is going to help support your muscle tone. So if you are on a fat loss journey, but you also want to have a nice shape underneath it, so you're doing some workouts, protein is going to 
be really really relevant for that but i think the biggest one even come away from like look muscle tone just solely focusing on fat loss it's gonna make it a hell of a lot easier to stick to your calorie deficit if you're having a good amount of protein now again same as number one it is person specific okay what i would recommend if you are literally starting out and have got no idea um to work out your protein intake i want you to work out your ideal body weight okay in pounds and then try and set your amount of protein as one pound versus one is one gram of protein versus pound of body weight of your ideal body weight okay now the reason i say your ideal body weight is because if you are in the 200 pound 250 pound body weight eating that amount of protein is it's going to be really difficult okay so work out your ideal body weight of where you want to get to and then one gram of protein per pound of ideal body weight is a starting point for you and then like i said number two eating protein and your vegetables okay so your fruits and your vegetables not only are they full of vitamins and minerals which is really optimal for our health but these are what we call girls volume foods okay and when we are on fat loss this is what we want to be filling our plate up with we want to be getting the biggest bang for our buck when it comes to our calorie deficit and fruits and veggies are a really easy easy way to do this like if again if you follow me on instagram you will see if when i've been in a fat loss phase even when i'm not in a fat loss phase because i love fruit and veg but i am so big about filling at least half of my plate up with veggies at least okay because half of a plate of vegetables let's let's just say you're having like a stir fry okay which is more than half but you can get a solid amount of stir fry for about a hundred calories okay that is a lot of food for very little calories pair that with some protein and a small amount of rice like you're you're on for a winning meal it's low calorie it's high protein it's got some carbs for energy and it's full of veggies so again it's really going to push you so when it comes to your calorie deficit and choosing the foods you're going to put in that prioritize your protein and your fruits and veggies okay again the reason i say i'm um, going for veggies over fruit is because of the fiber content so when we have fat, high fiber fruit and veggies um and veggies i think are an easier way to get your fiber content in as well because otherwise you'll be having like a sweet dish all the time if you're having fruit fiber is going to fill you up okay fat your your body takes a while to digest fiber which means it's going to stay in your gi tract for a longer time okay which means you're going to be fuller for longer and it, this is what we're all about when we're in fat loss and when we are on a calorie deficit is that we want to be feeling satisfied for as long as possible okay so eat your protein eat your fruits and veggies opt for high fiber in that as well so number three is limiting your junk food on your processed food and limiting your empty calories such as sugary drinks sugary coffees alcohol okay this may seem simple but it does tend to be one that i repeat a lot okay and i said it at the beginning that trying to fit high processed food so when we talk about high processed food i'm talking about man-made fatty foods, carby food, sugary food. So like your crisps, your chocolate, your sweets, your pastries. Yes, I know I'm probably making you hungry saying about this, 
But like I said, it's limiting them. It's not cutting them out completely. But if you are starting out on your fat loss journey or you are struggling to lose weight, I can near enough guarantee you've got too much of this going on in your diet, okay? It, it shouldn't be a daily occurrence that you're having, you know, a pastry every single day, um, you know, or a takeaway two times a week, even once a week, in my opinion, is too much. Like, that genuinely is my opinion, is that I'm just not a fan of, like, takeaways. I think they are, they're full of, like, again, what we call empty calories because they're cooked in, like, oils, um, trans fats, sugars, everything that makes you go, oh, my God, this is phenomenal. Let me eat the whole thing. And when you're in fat loss, you want to try and pull away from, from that feeling of wanting to eat more, okay? And this is why limiting junk food is actually going to really help you because the more junk food we have in our diet the more addictive it becomes okay the the more used to it we become like people are clever and i've said this on so many podcasts before that it isn't just a coincidence that you love eating oh i don't know let's just say pringles okay or crisps in general okay i speak to people and they're like i need to eat crisps every day I'm like, you've been eating crisps every day. You're now addicted to that crunch, to that saltiness, to that sweetness, to that taste reaction. People are clever when they make these products. They they literally have scientists making them the most dopamine hitting sensation ever. So when we talk about dopamine, we need we we talk about that release of that happy chemical, that chemical that makes you go, mmm, this is so good. Okay. So by limiting junk food, you're actually going to work on being, I'm saying less, I'm using the term addictive really loosely, but I know that you can relate to it, is that we we want to pull away from that. And the more whole foods that we can make up of our diet and the less junk food, the less you're going to rely on having them things every single day. Okay, so limit your junk food, limit your empty calories. So you know, we don't want to be using in a deficit 300 calories every single day on a coffee. Okay. It's just not savvy when you're in a calorie deficit, changing things up to having like an Americano with a dash of milk, if you're relying on that caffeine hit. But again, these coffee places, they're so clever. They know that you want the salted caramel with whipped cream and sauce and whatever i'm so shit at coffee shops i i drink black americano like that's it i'm boring i'm not boring i just really like it but anyway um yeah so try not to limit your junk foods try not to drink your empty calories and the last one is alcohol now again i think i've spoken about this on a, an entire episode but what you need to really focus on when it comes to alcohol okay is the knock-on effect of what this is going to do to your fat loss so you will hear people say you can drink and still get results okay in theory they are right in theory but in real life situations they are fucking wrong it makes it so much harder because when you have alcohol in your system your body burns off them calories from alcohol first okay so if you're spending time trying to be in fat loss getting rid of stubborn fat but you're drinking alcohol you are setting yourself up like just for a fail okay you're gonna make it really hard for yourself to do that number two is alcohol has the opposite effect and again i didn't want to go too sciencey but just let me just bear with me on this one so we want our when we're eating that protein we want to be holding on to as much lean muscle mass as possible because the more lean muscle we have the higher metabolic rate we have 
metabolic rate is how efficient your body is at burning off calories from food okay so just in a nutshell alcohol inhibits this okay so when we drink alcohol it actually has an adverse effect on this protein synthesis so we're spending this time eating our protein trying to get our metabolic rate up trying our best and then we're having a drink which is better at breaking protein down than we are at making it so again we're just making it so hard for ourselves so when i'm telling you to limit alcohol again all the other things is it affects your sleep it affects your stress it makes you want more carbs it just makes it hard for you it's not impossible but it makes it so much harder and i just think if you are in fat loss just be really selective if you're going to have a drink and by that i mean stick it to a social occasion if you wind down of a weekend by having a bottle of wine honestly find something else that winds you down because this isn't helping you and all that's going to happen is that you're going to feel demotivated that you're not getting your fat loss results you're probably going to turn to more alcohol and guess what this vicious cycle starts again so when it comes to limiting junk limiting empty calories and limiting alcohol it's all about setting you up to win further to win more okay so if we can pull all of these things down to a minimum like you're gonna propel forwards in your fat loss journey so that's number three hopefully you're still with me i feel like it's very intense if you're if you're a new listener the the podcast the episodes are not normally this intense but i feel very passionate about this one so number four then we're gonna drink our water again two to four liters now this can seem quite quite a large variation but again it's dependent on you how much exercise are you doing every person has a slight different water um intake needs so if you are drinking fuck all aim for two liters if you are drinking two liters fine aim for three liters if you're drinking three liters aim for four if you're doing loads of exercise aim for four if you're in a bigger body aim for four but yeah two to four liters of drinking water is what we're going to aim for why are we going to aim for drinking water well again i want you to think of water as your body's petrol okay it just works better when you are optimally hydrated okay we know that you can get around driving on your car when your petrol gauge is on the red is it optimal for your car to do that no and in the simplest form that's how i want you to think about your about your water intake okay is that your body optimally burns fat when it's optimally hydrated your body optimally um builds muscle tone when it's optimally hydrated you sleep better when you're hydrated you digest food better when you're hydrated you have more energy when you're hydrated like it's just better for you in general so why would you not do it and honestly if you tell me i don't like water i only like diet coke grow up you are an adult okay imagine if we let our kids say, say to us i don't like veggies i only want to eat chocolate 24 7 what would you say to them you'd say no eat your veggies they're good for you and it's the same when i say to you guys because trust me i come up on this people are like oh, i don't like water i just like diet coke or I just like coffee i'm like grow up it's good for you if you want to have longevity of life you need to drink your water now we don't need to have our gobs around the tap you can have juice in it you can put lemon in it you can you know again tea and coffee is obviously contributing into it but you can't just have that okay make sure you are getting some form of water in there okay whether it's tap water with with juice or fruit or whatever flavored water just get it in okay number five getting enough sleep 
Now, the bottom line of this one, guys, when it comes to fat loss is the knock-on effect it has. Again, all of these things I'm talking about work in conjunction, which will make sense when we get to the last step. So if you do not have between seven and nine hours sleep, maybe six hours, depending on, again, it's all very person-specific. Some people work really well on six hours. I personally need about seven. Some of my clients need eight, okay? It's it's how you feel, it's how you work. But the biggest thing is, not if you're not getting enough sleep, this impacts your hunger hormones. And in fat loss, this is not a good thing because when your hunger hormones are sent out of whack, there are two simple things that happen. You feel hungrier all the time, okay? You feel unsatisfied with the meal. You're always reaching for something else. So you feel hungrier and you don't feel satisfied. So what does that mean? Well, if we feel hungrier, we're going to eat more. If we don't feel satisfied, we're going to eat more. So not having enough sleep has a huge impact when we're trying to be in a calorie deficit because it's going to make you want to eat more. The second thing is um, when we get enough sleep, good quality sleep, this is where your body does its optimal um, repair work. It does its optimal fat loss everything gets done when we're asleep the best way because it hasn't got to think about anything else so again if you're well you are because you listen to this podcast on a fat loss journey you need to be getting enough sleep to help with your hunger hormones but also it's where your body is going to do the best fat burning okay so get your sleep in number six manage your stress and be organized so managing stress levels if we are in a, and this ties into number number five, enough sleep, okay, stress and sleep work very well in conjunction together when it comes to, well, when it comes to everything, basically, oh my god, I hope you can't pick up my rumbly tummy, um, just rumbles, I hope, hope that Mike didn't pick it up, so managing stress, now, managing stress is because when we are trying to be in a calorie deficit, make good food choices, try and get ourselves out to walk, out, out on walks and just be thinking about taking this task on because being in a calorie deficit, although it's simple in principle, it can be quite difficult if it's a new routine for you. If you are stressed and you're managing other stuff or stressing out about other stuff, it's just like putting something else on your plate. Okay, so if your plate is all, if your stress plate is pretty much full and then you're trying to add new routines, thinking about something else on it, it, what's going to happen? Things are going to start to fall off, aren't they? Things, and nine times out of 10, it's your, it's it's people's fat loss, it's people's training, it's going for a walk. I don't know why, I think it's just maybe not having that priority, but they are the things that tend to go first. So managing your stress is really, really important, okay? So that you can cope with the new routine of, you know, eating better, getting up for a walk in the morning, things like that, okay? So managing your stress, and then I've tagged that with being organized because being organized is the best way to manage stress. Getting everything written down, what do you need to do this week? Have you got a really stressful meeting in work that actually I need to be so organized for that day so I can go full attention into that meeting? And then after the meeting, I know I've already got my meal planned. Because again, on a little side note of stress, which by the way, I've done a full podcast on, but again, why stress can really impact fat loss is that when our stress um, hormone is high, it can make us reach for them carby, sugary, comforting foods. So again, not great for fat loss. So again, managing your stress and being organized around that is really going to help you have longevity in your fat loss 
in your fat loss journey. Okay, so number six, manage stress and be organized. Write down what you need to get from the shops, what meal you're having, when can you fit in going for a walk, when can you do your workouts, you know, all of these little things are just going to remove the overwhelm of, of starting out this journey. So number seven, move. Okay, move your body. Now, this isn't because moving is magic for fat loss. Because as I said, the number one most important thing, calorie deficit, that we are burning off more calories than we are consuming. Now, we will do this naturally. You can do fat loss with minimal movement, okay? You don't have to go to the gym to get fat loss. It can be 100% diet focused, but moving makes it easier. Because when we move, we burn off calories. So that this is why we have a step goal. This is why we pair moving with going to the gym. Um, sorry, calorie deficit with going to the gym, okay? Because it's gonna help that process. So no, you don't have to go and do seven boot camps a week. You do not need to do a hit spin or, you know, smash the running and sign up to a 10K. You don't have to do that. You can literally do workouts that you enjoy to start off with, of course, and get that movement up. Give yourself a step goal, track your steps, if you're at the moment doing 3K steps, double it. Start off with 6K steps. You are doubling your movements. If you're doing 6K, 6K steps, maybe aim for 10K steps. If you're doing 10K steps, do 12K. It's just about increasing your movements, okay? Then when we look at the gym side of things, this is taking it a little bit further. So if you are starting out, my biggest advice would just be give yourself a daily step goal. Start there. That that paired with a calorie deficit is going to be enough to start getting your fat loss results. If you're a little bit further on and maybe you want to focus a little bit more on physique and tone, then I would recommend adding in resistance training. Now you will notice I'm not the biggest fan of spin. I'm not the biggest fan of hit workouts or anything like that. I am just a big fan of doing your resistance, doing your steps, doing a little bit of cardio that you enjoy, maybe for the social aspect. But the reason that I'm so hot on resistance training and get that in is number one is all the health benefits. There are so many health benefits of resistance training. And again, I've done a whole podcast on that. But for the purpose of this episode, resistance training is going to help build up lean muscle tissue. And I related this back to point two, eating your protein. The more muscle tissue we are carrying, girls, the denser our muscles, the more toned our muscles, the higher our metabolic rate is going to be. And again, we want to have a efficient metabolic rate because it means that when we are not working out or when we're just moving around, if we're carrying more muscle tone, we're going to be burning more calories more efficiently. Okay, so you are making this whole fat loss journey so much easier if you are carrying some lean muscle tissue. And lean muscle tissue is built by having stimulus from your resistance workouts paired with your protein intake. So both of them steps are going to help increase your metabolic rate, but they're also going to help create that lean muscle tone, that nice shape. So if you are focusing on fat loss, but you want to have a little bit more tone, you need to be doing this resistance training as well. So number seven is move. Part A, focus on your steps, okay? Part B, focus on your steps and your resistance workouts. And no, it's a little caveat. You do not need to be running or doing hit or doing boot camp. If anything, sometimes this can be a little bit more detrimental to your fat loss results because when we do such high intensity workouts, um, it, there's two things that it can do. One, it can really 
um, increase your hunger hormone because we've done so much intense, which leads you wanting to eat more. And again, in a fat loss phase, that's not what we want. But also from a mental aspect, if we leave a session, I wonder if any of you can relate to this, right? If you leave a workout session, let's take a spin class, for example. So I don't, right, anyway, I was going to say I don't hate on spin. I think this is a, that's another podcast I need to talk about. But when you leave a spin class or a boot camp, pair of that you are absolutely sweating out your eyeballs okay you are like woo i am fucking exhausted that killed me you know you feel knackered two hours later you need a nap okay that sort of mentality then sort of gives us a mentality of well i must have burned so many calories therefore i can eat this or i must need more food to like fuel myself you know it can lead to that was whereas when you're doing a resistance workout Yes, you're going to feel intensity. You're going to feel like leaving the gym thinking, oh my gosh, that was such a hard workout. But it's not so much that you're dragging yourself out the gym. Like a lot of the time when you do a resistance workout, you leave the gym feeling energized, motivated. But again, not so much like, oh my God, I need to have a lie down. I'm absolutely zonked off that one. So again, that is what another little separate reason that I'm very wary of when people start being in the calorie deficit and they're smashing hits they're smashing spins body pumps all stuff like that it's just being aware that that could actually be causing you wanting to eat more so little caveat on that okay so we're moving on then number eight is monitor your progress so this might come as a little bit of like it's not necessarily an action to do with food or movement but it is really, really important when it comes to, uh, why have I said longevity about a million times, but it comes to longevity of your fat loss progress, because if you're not monitoring your progress in the right way, how do you know if it's working? Because if you're waiting for, you know, if you're doing something for seven days and expecting a significant change in seven days, my girly, I am so sorry to be the bearer of bad news. It ain't coming it ain't coming, okay, the only way that that's coming, which by the way, everyone's going to fall off the dinosaur now, is if you monitor your progress on the scales, because how many times have you started to diet and within the first week gone, oh my god, I've lost five pounds, yes, Babs, you haven't, I'm so sorry, okay, yes, you've lost five pounds of scale weight, no, you haven't lost five pounds of fast, the likelihood is you've been eating a little bit less food, therefore you're carrying a little bit less water you've probably cut down on your processed food your junk food which which retains water and yeah you've just lost a little bit of water weight so sorry not sorry though because you need to hear it okay so monitoring progress not on the scales my biggest advice would be right if you are a little bit of a a scale hoe and by that i mean you love the scales it's all you've ever done to monitor your progress it's all you've ever judged progress off by stop doing it just don't even weigh yourself right i want you to each week take your photos do your measurements and check in with yourself of how you're feeling they them three things are the most important things when it comes to monitoring progress photos because you are visually are going to, you know, see that you are changing. Measurements, again, you're going to visually see that you are changing, but also checking in with yourself because how you feel is a massive form of progress. 
Are you feeling more energy? Are you feeling happier? Are you sleeping better? Have you got your shit together? Do you feel more organized? Like all of these little wins are gonna motivate you to carry on, okay? If you just solely focus on the scales, and again, please go and listen to my podcast about scale weight, there are so many factors that are gonna pull you down. So if your only form of progress is I've lost on the scales, buzzing, or if you check in and I've stayed the same, or I've gone up, which totally happens, guess what's going to happen? You're going to feel demotivated and we don't want that for you. Okay. So if you are understanding of the scale weight, then yeah, use your scale weight. But as you know, if you are understanding, we don't use scale weight week on week. We use scale weight as like a bird's eye view. So we'll compare it for every six weeks or every four weeks or every eight weeks. Okay. But again, with your, with your pictures and your measurements, you've got to be in this for the long run girls. You've got to be doing these steps longer than two weeks to expect results you have again another episode i'm going to recommend for you is the five laws of fat loss go and listen to that okay is that fat loss doesn't work on a 24-hour clock fat loss doesn't work on a seven-day calendar okay it works different for everybody but the bottom line is if you are consistent to doing your step like doing these steps that we've run through you cannot defy science you will get results it for some people it might take two weeks for some people it might take six weeks to start seeing the changes for some people it might be three weeks but the bottom line is girls that is life get over it because as soon as the sooner you get over that and just keep cracking on the quicker your results are going to come we all know life is pretty unfair okay some things we're winning at some things we're, we're not winning at but we, as long as we don't give up, we're going to get there. Okay, this ties in nicely onto the next one. So monitor your progress. Do your photos each week. Do your metrics each week and check in with yourself each week. The biggest, just to set you up, ready for this, the biggest thing you're going to notice first off is how you feel. That is going to be instant. Within week one of implementing these steps, you are going to feel better. Fact. Put money on it, Okay. And that should motivate you to move forward. Maybe week two, week three, you start to see changes on the metrics. Week four, that's when you'll see your photos. Stop wishing for it to be faster because trust me, I've been in this job nearly 20 years. It doesn't happen. And if it does happen, it's because you've been drastic. And as we all know, we can't keep up with drastic actions. Drastic actions tend to drastic lead to drastic rebounds, and we don't want that. We want, say it with me, longevity. Um, sorry, guys. Don't know why that is in my head today. So let's move on then to number nine. We've got two more to go. Number nine, be patient. Do not give up and have some self-compassion. So this does touch, into, touch on to what I've just said about monitoring progress and being patient about when your progress is coming in. But honestly, if you don't have patience, you are going to give up. You're going to get fuming. You're going to give up. Nine times out of 10, we turn to comfort food or drink. And then that sort of spirals. And then we end up back at square one. And guess what? We have to go through this all again. So by being patient and pairing this with self-compassion, which means you are only human, okay you are definitely only human if you have if you go out on a night out and have all intention of drinking tap water like all the girls are having prosecco and then before you know it you're half a bottle of prosecco in and you're like oh 
don't panic. You're only human and that's okay. The worst thing that you can do is beat yourself up because that beating yourself up is going to lead you to slamming so hard on that fucking button and probably having all the shots, getting a pizza on the way home and a Mackey's breakfast the next day. Whereas if you show up and go, okay, not ideal, but totally no one's dead, so it's fine. I'm going to have the Prosecco. I'm going to have the night out tomorrow. I'll make sure I've got my food planned in. I'll go for a walk and I'll just I'll just get back onto what I was doing. I'll just get back onto my, my fat loss principles, what Em said. That's what I'll do tomorrow. That self-compassion, trust me, is going to be a game changer. It's going to stop you because how many times have you said, when I'm on it, when I'm when I'm on it, I'm on it. When I'm off it, I'm off it. I'm so all or nothing. Oh, it's so me. Like, oh, guys, we need to break away from this, okay? You do not need to be all or nothing. You need to be trying your hardest, but having that self-compassion of, ah, oh, well, you know, this happened. I mean, obviously not on the reg. That's not me giving you a free pass every Saturday, but it does happen. It totally, totally happens. It happens to me. It happens to everybody. So as long as you're trying and you keep trying and don't see and don't let that one little thing, whether, you know, whether it's a little a biscuit with your brew that wasn't tracked um, or, you know, like I said, a social occasion that you went with good intentions, you couldn't stick it out. Like having that self-compassion is going to move you forward. But at the same time, don't be, don't be, what's the word? A soft ass on yourself and don't confuse self-compassion with lacking of self-discipline because there's a fine line. There's a fine line of people using lack of discipline and calling it self-compassion. It's not. You do have to require, you do are required to have that little bit of discipline to push you through. But what I'm saying is if when little things happen, not catastrophizing them, okay? So number nine, be patient. Like we explained, you have to do it longer than for two weeks. You have to do it longer than three weeks. The likelihood is you're probably going to have to stick this out for six or 12 months. But what I want you to think about right now is how many times over the past five years have you tried to diet, fell off, tried to diet, fell off. Five years, 10 years, 15 years, I'm guessing more than once. So if you can stick to this once for six to 12 months and literally get to where you want to get to, it's so worth it. So be patient, don't give up and have that self-compassion when you need it. Okay, right. Number 10, our final point. Do not skip any of the above steps. And this is me hand on heart being so straight down the line now, girls, that I could say, okay, well, make sure you're doing this or make sure you're definitely doing these ones, but this one's not so bothered. Like if you want fat loss results, these are the basic steps that you need to implement. Okay. And it's really not, it's not, it's simple. It doesn't mean that it's easy, but these actions are simple if we follow them and we break them down. So number one, we need to, we know we need to calorie deficit. Number two, within that calorie deficit, we need to eat our protein and our veg. Number three, we need to limit our junk food, our empty calories and our alcohol. So again, don't be saying, I'm not eating chocolates ever again. I'm never having a chip. This is the last chippy YOLO. Like, no, be realistic and limit it. Okay. Number four, drink your water, get a fancy, get a nice little, Ollie bought me off from Home Bargain, get a nice little water thing, one litre, fill it up twice, three times in the day. Number five, get enough sleep. 
So remember, we're not missing any of these. Don't be selective. You can't be selective. We have to be doing all of them. So get enough sleep. Number six, manage your stress and be organized. Get yourself a diary. Get yourself a free Google calendar, which is why I want to live my life. Number seven, move. If you're a beginner, focus on your steps, okay? Don't be telling me, I'm just going to focus on my food and then do steps. No, do both. Trust me, it'll help. If you're not a beginner, get your gym, get your resistance workouts, minimum three times a week. You don't have to hammer your spin. You don't have to hammer the running. Number eight, monitor your progress away from the scales. Again, this isn't a non-negotiable. You're not going to do all these things and still use the scales for progress. You're going to take your photos, take your measurements and check in with how you feel. Not just one of three, all three of them. Number nine, you're going to be patient. You're in this for the long run. You're going to commit and you're going to say, right, where are we? 6th of July, August, September, October, November, December. Woo, by Christmas, that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be there by Christmas. It's on. That's it. That's that's my end goal. By Christmas, I'm going to be a significantly different place and have that self-compassion. You're going to need it. So again, don't be going, I'm going to do all of this. And if I don't do any of it, I'm, I'm going to just, you know, write it off. It didn't work for me. If you're going to try and do it and things don't go to plan, that's okay. Just keep trying because you're only human. So they are the 10 steps, but slightly nine, because you can't skip any of them, which is step 10. That are the basic principles of fat loss. And I hope this helps. I really, really hope this helps. And guys, like I said, this is simple. It doesn't mean it's easy, which is why coaches have a job because we make this so much more doable for you. We we help you out to simplify this. We look at your lifestyle for you and we make this work and we give you advice. Like I said, I've done this job for nearly 20 years now. This stuff to me is, I love, I love helping people with this because I can, I see in your life, okay, this is what we need to change to help you manage your stress, to help you get enough sleep. This is how we're going to get more protein in for what you're eating currently, okay? This is what we do. So don't feel like you ever have to do this alone. If you want to find out how to work with me, just drop me a DM, say, um, I'll listen to the podcast. Tell me a little bit more how you can help me, okay? And if not, listen to this podcast again, get a pen and paper, write it down, and let me know. Let me know how you get on. All right, guys, I'm going to love you and leave you. I hope you enjoyed it as always. If you don't follow me, Instagram is at underscore em.powered. Follow me, drop me a DM, let me know if you listen to this. If you did love listening to this, please leave me a rating, share it on your socials. And if there's anything else that you want me to go into more detail in on the Mission Empowered podcast, drop me a DM, let me know, and I'll be so happy to do that. Thank you, as always, guys. Super grateful for your listening, and I will catch you next time. Love you, bye.